0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Oh, three of us. Who else has had one of those years that you just, we could do with Christmas? There we go, there's a few more. Very, very good. And I'm going to be talking about the movie this morning, A Wonderful Life. Who's seen that movie? Now this is the scary part. Okay. Okay. For the rest of you, you have no idea what I'm... No, no, it's fine. Um, I'm going to give you... Wonderful Life is one of those movies that lots of other movies have copied. So whether you've seen A Wonderful Life, um, I reckon, guys, sound guys, I reckon take any fallback I'm in because it's just doing a slight echo. i such a diva. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that is. It's something reflecting. That's okay, doesn't it? Um, if you've seen the movie, let me list a couple of movies that this movie is based on that you can refer back to. If you've seen, this is an obscure one, Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, if you've seen that, there you go, That this one's based on that. If you've seen Click, the Adam Sandler one where he fast forward through the boring bits of his life only to realise he fast forwards through his whole life and he learns to appreciate life. That's based on A Wonderful Life, Click. Um, If you've seen a very Muppet Christmas movie. There you go, James. So you've definitely, definitely seen movies like that. So a very, very Muppet Christmas movie. Um, A Butterfly Effect, uh, Going on 30. I'm listening through these because I haven't seen these ones. The Family Man, Bedazzled, and Shrek Forever After, for those Shrek fans as well. So even if you haven't seen this movie, you've probably seen this movie. It's one of these classic films about a man. His picture's going to come up here named Greg Bailey. And I want to tell you... Oh, George, I meant. Good pickup, up George. Want to talk about his... Yeah, we've anyway, got that. George Bailey. And I want to speak about George Bailey this morning. If you, let me tell you a little bit about George if you haven't seen the movie. George's life is played out during this movie. He's the main character, and we get snippets... From his life. Here are some of the things that happened to George. George saved his little brother on the ice when he was young, but in doing so, r- severely damaged his ear and had health concerns for the rest of his life, but saved his brother. George had plans of travel. He had these dreams of studying abroad. One day he was going to see the world. He would brought his suitcase. He was ready for, he wanted a suitcase that had space for all the stickers that he'd get from all the places he travelled. But after he lost his father, he ended up taking the family responsibility on and that stuff just got put on hold for a little bit. George gets married, but his honeymoon money, on the way to his honeymoon, he spends all his honeymoon money because his business and the whole town kind of goes bankrupt for a week and he bails them out while the banks close with his honeymoon money just to get them all by. So no honeymoon, no travel. Of course, World wars begin. And he doesn't get enlisted. He doesn't go because of his ear. But he's kind of back in the background running the town. And his brother goes over and becomes a war hero. A highly decorative, highly celebrated war hero. He's unable to serve, but he serves the town in that way. While they're gone. You see him doing the delivery runs, the newspapers. He's doing everything. Fixing everything in his town. Keeping his town alive during that time. And then one Christmas Eve... George's uncle misplaces a large sum of money and they look like they're going to go bankrupt and they look like he's going to go to jail. Uh, and, and it's over. The business, the family business is going to be over. So he yells at his kid's teacher, not because the money goes missing, but because she let one of his kids get a cold. The k- kid's teacher's husband finds him and punches him in the face. Then he goes home and yells at his kid's yells at his wife as he thinks through all these missed opportunities all these things that could have been in his life and then he stands on the edge of a bridge but just before that he does this and I want to play a clip for you just now I'd love you to show this this clip just before he heads to a bridge to look over the water Oh, Merry Christmas! <laughs> Glad you come! <laughs> How much all that good yeah. We got everything! Say oh I'm not a praying man, but if you're up there and you can hear me, show me the way. I'm at the end of my rope, right? Show me the way. Oh, God. <laughs> I reckon one of the most powerful prayers, I was reminded as I watched this again, I reckon the most powerful, one of the most powerful prayers in cinema just show me the way. He's a phenomenal actor actually and just portrays that desperation. I love that. I'm not a praying man, but I've <laughs> run out of options. Show me the way. Who, who's who been, you don't have to put up your hand for this, but who's been there in their life at some point? In a situation, in just your end No, there's no, feels it like, feels like in that moment, there's no hope. There's no light. There's no road forward. Just show me a way. Just a little one, he's saying. Maybe for you, it's not that extreme, that feeling. Maybe you're not going through that today. They kind of come those moments once or twice or a couple of times in a lifetime of no hope, feeling no hope. But maybe you just have a, a low level, life didn't turn out how you wanted it to. Maybe you think back to that one opportunity, that one opportunity you didn't take, that one opportunity you missed out on. Maybe you broke someone's heart and they could have been, you wonder what could have been, or they broke yours and you wonder what they what could have been. A job offer you didn't take. A career move and you think, if only. I reckon you don't even have to put your hand up for that. I'm going to put your hand up for, for you. I reckon all of us have something in our lives that we think, oh, missed opportunities. Or maybe it wasn't your choice. Maybe you were born a certain way. Maybe you were born a certain way and so health concerns or something happened to you and you haven't been able, I often say my right foot's stuffed, so I say I would have been an Olympic runner had I not had a stuffed right foot. No, that's, you can laugh at that, I'm actually not, don't think I would have been an Olympic runner, don't really like that much sport anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But maybe for you it's legit injury or something and it could have been, you could have, could have been, what could have been if only you weren't born that way with that disability or that Whatever. What's it for you? If you're sitting there going right now, I don't feel like that, then you're unique. Honestly, you're unique. Because never before, I feel in 2021, never before does the world want you to think that about yourself. Never before does the world want you to think that you don't have enough. Never before does the whole, every commercial, everything we watch, we listen to every conversation wants you to believe you don't have enough, that the grass is greener, that if only you had this or that or what they had. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, have a look at this. I just went on Instagram, a social media app, and looked up Christmas. On the left-hand side, you can see a girl in a, all white and a white. she's decorated a whole house and so there's snow outside. Now I have three kids, it, that's impossible. That's literally impossible. So she mustn't have kids and she must have an unlimited bank account to be able to decorate a house for that season and her wardrobe to match. It's unbelievable, I will never have a, well, multiple reasons I'll never have a Christmas like that. So Mez, I did Mez to buy that dress and we'll take a photo and we'll show you guys what we could replicate. No, we won't. But, but snow outside, look at just, it's immaculate. And then on the right, look at this, the, the happy couple. Look how many marshmallows are in the mugs. It's hot chocolate with uh, on the side of a cup of marshmallows. The perfect marriage, I assume. They never fight. Look, there's a shopping, couple of shopping bags. There's a perfect tree. There's these images, right, we come across that are just unatta- un- ridiculous, unattainable. Even further than that, here's what the shopping centres want you to think this Christmas. Kmart wants you to know that true joy this Christmas comes from a couple of ornaments on your Christmas tree, a strange bronze-looking Christmas tree, and a couple of reefs. Then you'll find it says, add joy or enjoy joy your Christmas. That's how you find true joy according to Kmart. Audi wants you to know that you can't overcook Christmas. How's that? Now you can have enough, but you, can't, you need too much. I know these are ad campaigns, and I know they're a bit silly, but this is what our minds are filled with every Christmas. Relentlessly at us. We don't have enough. And then the gift store down at Big W wants you to know, I forget the tagline, it's something around the true, true giving is going to the gift store at Big W and getting something from their shop. Of course it is. Now, you may laugh and go, yeah, but that doesn't affect me. That doesn't affect our world. Then then how come around Christmas we have one of the highest suicide rates around Christmas? How come domestic violence stats go through the roof around Christmas? And how come people get extremely uh, into credit card debt around Christmas? It's because they believe, and, and this is not judging anyone. They want to obtain that. They're disappointed. They get to Christmas Day and they're disappointed with what they have. Because they haven't overcooked Christmas. They may have not been able to celebrate Christmas. Our world wants you to think you don't have enough. Our world wants you to think you're not enough. Our world wants you to think this Christmas you need more to be happy. If only. Does that resonate with us this morning? I want to give us three things I learned from this Christmas film and are backed by the Bible that I think we can take with us into this Christmas. Is that all right? And then we're going to finish up, and we're going to be grateful because we're going to have a phenomenal lunch together. So three lessons this morning from It's a Wonderful Life. Number one is be grateful. George learns a lesson. What happens to George? An angel visits him. He prays. He rescues an angel from the water. I won't get into the mechanics of all this, but he he is visited by an angel and then he sees his life without him, what it would have been like if he didn't exist. And he realises his brother wouldn't have been alive. He realises the town would have been taken over. Without him, he realises what he has. He realises his kids are a blessing. He realises he has it all, but he just needed to realise what he has. Be grateful this Christmas. Thessalonians 5, 18, 24 says this, "...give thanks in what? All circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself, sanctify you completely, and may the whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless." at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. This Christmas, how are you seeing the world this Christmas? Are you seeing it like Audi wants you to see it, where you don't have enough? Or are you looking around saying, hey God, why do bad things happen to me? Or are you taking stock and saying, God, thank you for allowing all the good things that have happened to me. We love to ask that question. So many who ask me that question. As a pastor, I say, why do bad things happen? And I'll say, what a phenomenal question. Why do bad things happen? I'll often ask them, yeah, but at some point you have to also ask, who causes the good things to happen? Who invented family? Friends? Food? Life? The breath in your lungs. I'm not saying life isn't hard. I'm not saying we ignore it. I'm not saying we pretend and just be happy all the time. I'm saying in this season of celebrating who Jesus is and what he has done for you, the invitation in this season is not to want more, but to thank him for what he's given you. Thank him for what you have. Again, if you have health, thank him for that. If you have family, thank him for that. If you have a roof to sleep under, thank him for that. If you have a friend, thank him for that. If you have breath in your lungs as mentioned, if you have running water, if you just get to experience this crazy roller coaster that is life, thank him for that this Christmas. Be grateful. Quick side note to you guys this morning, as this is what this morning is about with lunch, is... Research, research shows, and, and not just research, other churches I've spoke to, other organisations I've spoke to, this is a, just a quick little disclaimer, that it's never been harder to find volunteers in an organisation or in a church than this year. At the end of COVID, I'm not just talking specifically about Burley, I'm talking everywhere. At the end of COVID, everyone went, I'm done, I'm done with this world, I don't trust the system, I don't know if I trust organized anything I'm just tired I do not want to come and stack chairs for you I just I don't know what I want but I'm done and so there's been a mass exodus of volunteers everywhere I want to take this opportunity in a grateful nature to thank you and for those that aren't here this morning please pass this on and I'll try to too thank you Burley Church for jumping in there even when it's been tough this year even when it's tiring, even when the job is a little bit non-glamorous. Whatever you've done towards the church, serving the church, I just want to say thank you. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for this year. And I know, and I hope you don't do it. I don't say thank you because you do it for me. My goodness, don't do it for me. That will end badly for you. (laughs) I will disappoint you. Don't do it for me. Do it for God's kingdom. But, As the leader here, thank you very, very, very much. Lives have changed this year thanks to this community. People have met Jesus this year thanks to this community. People have grown in Jesus thanks to this community. So whether you're wiping down the bench and you're thinking no one notices, or you're making coffee and then the kids come up to you and say, can we have 400 hot chocolates? (laughs) Whatever it is, kids leaders out there looking after the kids, thank you very much for this season. It's been a, an incredible season and I just want to say thank you. So why don't you give yourselves a clap or the person beside you. Yeah, please. <laughs> and just thank you very much for all pitching in. I really felt like this year we were the church to each other. Phone calls, prayers, serving each other, seriously. It's been a wonderful year when I look back at all that's happened. It's been a hard year, but it's been a wonderful year. Thank you. So, All right, disclaimer over. Next point, that we can learn from a wonderful life. Be present this Christmas. Be present this Christmas. Let me explain when you are grateful with life, when you thank him for all the good things, do you know what the next thing is? You're not in a rush. You're enjoying the moment. You're in. You're not trying to get to the sale. You're not trying to quickly get into that job or quickly get to that place. You can sit and be with each other. You actually have time to stop, take a breath and enjoy each other and where you are. You can be present. George realizes that even in the movie, even though he didn't ever go on a trip, even though he didn't see the world, he didn't make a ton of money, he didn't get the education, he has friends and family, and he realizes that's a blessing. The angel says to him in the movie Remember, George, no man is a failure who has friends. Be present with each other. What a blessing! this summer of hospitality, this Christmas season, my encouragement for you is to slow down. Well, actually for you and then 40 times for me. Steve Gray, slow down. Be present with your kids before they're teenagers. Be present with your kids before they're saying they're moving out and they're fully blown adults. Be present with people. Enjoy the meals together. Maybe this meal, this Christmas meal or the meals around Christmas, maybe don't make it a chance to talk about vaccinations and non-vaccinations. Go to town, any other conversation. But just maybe Christmas dinner or whatever looks like for you. Maybe in this season, give it a break. We know it's gross and hard and complicated and our leaders need prayer. But just be with each other, laugh with each other, enjoy each other because you are a blessing. Maybe make your main present this Christmas, your presence. I love this story. It might possibly want to be one of my favourite Jesus stories. It's hard to pick, but this is one of the top 10. Let me read. Luke 10, 40, 42. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Martha and Mary have invited Jesus and the crew around for a meal. And Martha's busy because when you're hosting the Messiah, you're pretty nervous and you want things to be right. So she's running around. Then she comes to Jesus who's teaching. Let's say he's teaching in the lounge room. He's talking and she notices that her sister's doing nothing. She's sitting on the ground listening to Jesus. Or sitting wherever they sit around him. Now I have two girls, I have siblings, or even the boy. I know this conversation. They got a bigger apple than me. How come I got a banana and they got an apple? There was one more chip left in the packet. How come Noah had it? It doesn't change. Siblings don't change though. We just learn to hide that more. She goes, how come my sister? Jesus, tell my sister to do something. (laughs) Tell her to help me. Lord, don't you care, she says, that my sister has left me with all the work by myself? Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Him and his disciples at dinner and she wants and Mary's sitting there and listening to Jesus, being present with him. Because I imagine there's only a few times in their life <laughs> where God comes to your house and he has a meal with you. So she's saying, I'm gonna sit there and listen to what he has to say. Jesus isn't knocking Martha. Don't get me wrong, we don't want to think Jesus isn't knocking Martha. He doesn't actually knock her. He doesn't say, You, you you're silly. He doesn't say you're wrong. He says you're wrong about what Mary should be doing, but he doesn't say she's silly for entertaining. There's nothing wrong with serving. There's nothing wrong with being hospitable. He's calling her out for her need to be busy and the need to be in a hurry all the time. task oriented. It's not a way to live. He's saying maybe sit for a bit because God's in your house and have a bit of a listen. Be present with each other. This Christmas season, this summer of hospitality, stop and try to find moments not to appreciate, oh, sorry, to appreciate what and who you have in your life. Do you know what it might mean if you do that? It might mean a way less jealous, a way less painful, a way less angry, a way less frustrated, less comparison, less sorrow filled Christmas for you and those around you. There'll be a sense of joy, a sense of hope in you. Be present this Christmas. And then the last one's a bit of an odd one and a bit of a shift, but it's super important. I've called it Be Blessed by God. What do I mean by that, be blessed by God? Well, let me explain. This last point is a a kind of shift for this morning. Because being grateful, being present is fantastic. They will enhance your life this Christmas. They're a great Christmas movie thought. But that's not the full picture. Let me just show you this picture. Life's not a Christmas movie. Life can be really hard sometimes. Life does bring with it voids, holes in our life that can't just be fixed. I wish they could be, but they can't just be fixed by a good Christmas carol (laughs) and a nice meal. They can be helped, but they can't be fixed. There is something in us, like this man desperate at the bar, contemplating taking his own life there is something in us that longs to be complete that longs to be whole and longs to have peace this is the wild claim that the bible makes over 66 letters and thousands of years it comes to the conclusion that that road or that way that george bailey is asking for was found in a pretty much a shed or a cave 2,000 years ago, in a stable. Luke two eight to 20 says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, of course you'd be terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you, He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on peace to those whom his favour rests. George Bailey asks, show me the way. Jesus says, boldly, And really offensively, if you don't believe it, that's why they killed him. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father. In other words, no one connects fully to their creator. No one finds their place in the universe. No one fills that void. No one finds peace for their soul. No one can find true joy in all circumstances, completeness except through through Jesus. We can find true gratitude in all circumstances, Thessalonians tells us, because Jesus is working in us. It's not that if we trust Jesus, we get really cool Christmas presents. Thessalonians tells us if we trust Jesus he will complete his work in us he will do something good in us and then in the next in the next life he will continue he is faithful it's hope in him not that we wake up and the Christmas tree is filled with stuff not that our bank account will be full not that we'll get lots of stuff or we'll be perfect perfectly healthy we know that's not true because we have a ton of Christians right now in this church that are unhealthy And really sick. And we pray for God's restoration. He can heal them. But life is not always about getting all of that. It's about being truly peaceful and truly hopeful amongst it all. Even if you're a shepherd out in the field and you're going to go see a baby in the back of a shed. (laughs) There's peace and hope in that. That is the way, to quote the Mandalorian. No one watches The Mandalorian, obviously. It's okay. Through the baby, these shepherds find world-changing and world-forming purpose. Through Jesus, we can find real presence and real peace in relationships. To have a good life, a nice life, you can be more grateful and be more present. Anyone can do that this morning and I encourage you to do that regardless to have a wonderful real deep and purposeful life both now and forevermore you can unwrap the present that is Jesus this morning you have to accept it that's why I said be blessed by God allow yourself to be blessed and so this morning the band's going to come up we're going to do one more song if that's the right band And just an opportunity before lunch that if this Christmas you've made it about Audi, (laughs) if this Christmas you've made it about Kmart, if this Christmas you've got caught up, like George Bailey, about all the things that could have been, if you think about the family members you might be arguing with and you think what could be and we pray for those relationships, if you think about family and friends you've lost, I understand these things are hard. But maybe you just... Maybe you're already a Christian, that's okay. And you just need to be prayed for and get back on that right track to make it about him, to walk in his ways. Maybe for some of you, you're literally where George Bailey was, at the edge of the bridge. And there's some pretty dark things going through your head. Or maybe you're just a little bit distracted. All are welcome. And so this morning, we're just going to pray and accept Jesus again this Christmas. Accept him to bless us this Christmas, To slow us down this Christmas. To be grateful for what he's given us. And so if you'd like to come down, I'm going to pray now, but if you'd like to come down for prayer, myself, Mez is here, if that's okay, Mez. Put her on the spot. We'll start with those two and we'll see if we get overwhelmed. But we'd love to pray for you. If you're any in, in between, you just need a reminder to put down the Christmas catalogue and realise you have enough or you're empty And you just need saving. We're going to offer you prayer for everything in between. So let me pray now. We're going to sing. And then you're welcome to come down. And I'll get back up at the end of that. Father God, I don't know where we are in the room right now. We're really good at pretending. I'm good at pretending. So some of us right now could be struggling with some super dark things. Some super end of the road things. We think there is no hope, no way, no light. Father this morning is just a fun hopefully fun reminder but a deep reminder that there is a light there is a hope there is a way and it's found in accepting Jesus' way it's found in accepting Jesus' life it's found in accepting Jesus' truth and then walking in that way and that way is filled with gratitude that way is filled with presence that way is filled with hope and that way is filled with peace Father, we ask for that this morning for all of us. And God, just stir within us if we just need to make an extra step, an extra point to come down for prayer this morning. Either way, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We thank you for a wonderful life. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.